Welcome to the Spirit of a Badass, where we celebrate stories of courage, hope, and resiliency. I'm your host, Alicia Jacobson. Hello and welcome, badasses. I'm thrilled to tell you about my guest today because she embodies what being a badass is all about. And she empowers women by helping them connect with their sexual selves. I was talking to her before we started recording. And today we're just going to really be kind of, I, I said, like, let's open a door and open a conversation for talking about sex, talking about what it means to be sexual. Because in my work that I do, I work with women in coaching. And a lot of times what I hear is they'll say like, okay, this is TMI, but And usually something about poop or sex follows. And it's like, these things are not TMI. These things are very much information that we should all be having dialogue about. But a lot of times we don't have the safe space to have it or the resources to have it or things like that. So today with my guest, I am opening up a door for you and giving you permission to think about these things and get a little curious and like, huh, kind of it's like, it's not taboo. And it is my belief that we need to be evolving as women. And I know like I work with some people who are super comfortable talking about sex. I am a little vanilla. However, I am the catalyst for (laughs) the information for you. So I'm going to bring you and open the door and we are going to discuss the shit. So welcome Christine Hopkins. She is a certified Vida, sex, love, and relationship coach who focuses on female sexuality. She began her professional career in human resource management and over the past 16 years has supported several local organizations in different capacities with growing levels of responsibility. While working in these roles, Christine naturally connected with employees in a deep level during their times of need, And she developed a passion for meeting people where they are and holding space for them as they navigate personal hardships. Because of these experiences, Christine began to intentionally explore ways to support people as they transition and transform. After studying under Layla Martin and learning the Vita coaching methodology, Christine launched her coaching practice, The Intuitive Unraveling. Through her practice, Christine focuses on empowering women as they strip layers of deep conditioning and find alignment in their own truth. Christine believes that human sexuality can be a portal to lasting and meaningful transformation and is often overlooked path to healing. She works with women to facilitate intimate connection with an understanding of their sexual selves as they journey towards self-love and self-acceptance. Welcome, Christine. Hello, hello. It feels very interesting to listen to your bio be read <laughs> as you are sitting and bring it read to you. <laughs> I bet, right? <laughs> you have a pretty impressive bio, like stripping layers of deep conditioning and like facilitate intimate connection. I was reading it before we, you know, got on here and I'm like, hot damn. Yes. Like we need this in the world. Yes, 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 yes. And it's actually really interesting how I got here. I was, I'm I'm just going to dive right in and I will tell you a little bit about my backstory, a couple of pieces that are really important to know. And when I say these things, I just want to say that they were just impactful to my experience. These are all things that are not in any way, shape or form special or miraculous to me. There are a lot of people who have similar stories. I just so happen to follow the calling. 
So I was raised as a Catholic girl. I was went to a Catholic grade school. I, you know, religion was very, very, very important in my life. I will also tell you that this is a big, uh, I'm, I'm just going to start it out strong here. I'm going to tell you that as a child, I was a girl who explored her body young. I was a five, six-year-old girl who touched her body and people reacted to it. And that was something that I carried with me for a really long time. Always. I still carry it to this day. And I always felt different because of that. It almost felt like what's wrong with me that I want to follow this sensation inside of my body. What is wrong with me that I'm really curious about this thing that feels good? What is wrong with me? Because on this other side of the table, I was being told that my sexuality is something to be saved and given to someone else. My sexuality is something that could ruin my life. I could end up pregnant. I could end up sick. I could die. So I have all of these that's the conditioning, all of these stories alongside this part of me that is very, very much alive inside of me. And I married young. I got married at age 23. I had three children. I went to college. I had the professional career. I did all of the things, all of the things that I was supposed to do. I think that's probably, again, not uncommon to a lot of your listeners. And I woke up one day and I was freaking miserable. <laughs> I was like, this is life. I get up and I go to a job that drains my soul. I come home and I feed my kids, put them in bed, watch TV with my husband. We go to bed and like this, this is life, this cycle, this ongoing cycle. And I started to think about what it is that I wanted to do alongside I was having my own healing journey. I was going to therapy and I was trying to understand different parts about me. And I tapped into those memories, that part of me that I kind of had shoved aside and forgotten about. I tapped into her and I got to know her and I explored her and I got to understand her. And I really, really, really wanted to make a career shift. And I explored the idea of becoming a therapist. I explored getting a master's, something like that. And I just really, really, really wanted to have freedom. And so I explored coaching. And I stumbled into Layla Martin and her work. And she is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And she changed my life. And here we are today. Hell yeah. Like, okay. So I'm just hearing this along with everybody else here. Yes. <laughs> a couple things that came up when you said this. I had somebody send me, I think, I don't know if it was a podcast or an article, and it was about buying your teen daughters a vibrator. Mm -hmm. And at first I'm like, because the person who sent it to me, I was like, whoa, this is like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is kind of shocking because she's not a person that I would think. But it was all about empowering girls in their sexuality, that it is something they shouldn't be ashamed, teaching them about their bodies, mm -hmm. teaching them how they want their bodies to feel versus giving all that power to someone else and putting it in their hands. And it was like a, a taking back of your sexual, like taking it and owning it. And it was such an interesting, I haven't bought any vibrators for, for my girls, but it was a really like, Huh. I sell them if you need them. 
Okay. All yeah. right. All right. All right. So we know this and all of your information is going to be linked in the show notes, but it was such an interesting, like you talk about the conditioning. It was a hundred percent. The Like I talked to my kids about their bodies and sex, but like you said, like the fear part, like don't send, don't send pictures. Don't, you know, don't, 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 don't. There's none of the mm-hmm. empowering do part. And I think that comes with the, that deep conditioning and also the, like, where do you even find the the words and like, how do you go, how do you even take that path? But it's just, this is why we're here today because I listened to that and I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. like that's a whole new world that just opened up to me, a concept I'd never yeah. even considered doing before. And I'd never looked at it as how to empower my girls versus like, don't, 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 don't be afraid, be afraid. Like, I don't want them to be afraid, mm-hmm. but also sometimes I'm afraid for the shit that's out there mm-hmm. because it's a little scary, but also how do we give them the power back and how do we kind of take that power and be empowered yeah. Yeah. with our bodies? And so, yeah, that was, I mean, I just though. like, what I want to say back to that comment is I believe that female sexuality is magic. I mean, female sexuality is creation without female sexuality we do not have life right period the end and so i think that for that reason female sexuality is something that is so powerful and out of fear has been contained and diminished and diminished and diminished and so in my experience, I see that the majority of women are walking two lines, right? You either have women who are conditioned with so much shame, right? Your body should be covered. Don't distract people. Your body is something to be ashamed of. Your body is going to get unwanted attention. The other avenue that people have really had as it relates to conditioning and their sexuality is porn. And so what is that? That is performative. That is like what he wants you to like, make the noises that are going to stimulate him, make sure that your body looks a certain way. And I mean, let's not even get into the the concept of porn and how it diminishes the need for a female's body to be warmed up before, before we move into any sexual encounter. But the conditioning is just so, so deep. Okay. Now I'm getting hot. Like (laughs) I am too, actually. I'm like, (laughs) we were talking before (laughs) we were talking before we got on and I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and Christine is wearing a long sleeve shirt. We're talking about how like we get a little passionate and we start like sweating and now I'm getting a little passionate and heated and sweating here. (laughs) This is good. This is good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to take a moment though, to acknowledge that all of those words, and I say this all the time, I celebrate celebrate your reaction. If you're uncomfortable by this conversation, I celebrate that. I think it's so important to acknowledge where we are and to say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, it makes sense that I feel uncomfortable talking about my sexuality because of all of those things that I just said. And so if you can meet yourself with compassion, you can really open the door for possibilities. So everybody listening, meet yourself with compassion. So notice what's coming up here for you and the door is open and that is your starting place for curiosity. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You shared your story and you kind of started uncovering this, but how 
did you get here into this space? And yes, yes. I feel like that has been an evolution. And I do also want to acknowledge that it's something that is continuing to evolve. I got into the space that I am because of my own experiences. I fell into the Layla Martin program. Truth be told, my friend in Madison said that she saw one of her friends on Facebook post this certification. And she was like, Christine, I know that you're looking for sex coaching, sex therapy. Would you want to talk to this person? And I was like, absolutely. So I had a call with her and I'm going to just, I'm going to speak very vulnerably and just share. So I had a call with this woman. This would have been in 2020. I had a call with this woman a week before the deadline to enroll for 2021's coaching program. I have ADHD and I am very impulsive and it is a large financial commitment. And I looked at my husband and I said, um, I really want to do this. And he said, absolutely, absolutely do it. And I said, but this is the cost. And he said, I don't care. I want you to be happy, chase that, do whatever you want to do. I'm also the person who has spent thousands of dollars on a direct sales thing and then, you know, like kicked myself six months later. So I checked myself and I said, okay, this program is still going to be here in a year. So if in one year I still want to do this, I'm going to do it. Husband and I agreed. One year later, I'm pretty sure I was probably the first person to send in my application on the first day, and I move into the program. I actually had some things happening inside of my life that led me to a space where I actually needed to let myself break. And I ended up in what I would call a mental health crisis and um, had to step away from my work for a few weeks. And this was aligned at the exact same time that I started this program. I share that because I had no idea that my path was actually going to save my life. And so I think I, I share that because the tools that I learned inside of this program have like I have used them. I have, I, I have used them to transform my own life. And it's through my own transformation that I found the gift <laughs> that I wanted to give women. And that is the, the permission to have pleasure the permission of pleasure. When I was inside of the program, one of the things that we had to reflect on and learn about was our own relationship with pleasure. And when I was asked that question and I sat and I got quiet, I realized that my pleasure, what it meant to me was my pleasure was actually a byproduct of somebody else's pleasure. My pleasure is a bonus of a situation, but the situation is really existing for the male party in the situation. That was my relationship with pleasure. So I have spent the last several years exploring and getting to know myself, my body, my sexuality. And through learning that, my life has just opened. My heart has opened. And that is the portal that I want to give to women. I think I'm going to say one more thing. And I, I think that we often hear sexuality and we think, oh my gosh, that means that I'm going to go to this coach and I'm going to be talking about kink and BDSM. And I only need to go to a sex coach if I'm you know, not having sex. I only need to go to a sex coach if there's something wrong with what I want to do. But the reality is that our sexuality is a part of who we are. 
just really stop and take that in for a moment. If you were to imagine yourself as all of the different pieces of you, you know, you, you have the, the mom, you, the wife, you, the work, you, there is sexuality inside. And if you ignore that part of you, how can you embrace true self-love if you're actually denying, pushing aside, straight ignoring, pretending a part of you doesn't exist? Yeah, I have so many things running through my mind right now. The idea of the pleasure, not related to sexual pleasure or pleasure like that, but when I myself, because when you said that, I was like, mine comes from other people, <laughs> like right away. And like through, it's a byproduct, just like you said, like a reflection. And when I'm working with women, it's the same thing. Their pleasure, their mm-hmm. happiness, their purpose is a byproduct, a reflection of all the people in their world. They are doing all the things for everyone and they don't even come into the equation. And you're right. Like, this is a piece of you and it's a piece that I've never considered as having any, like, it's sort of like, I've never once considered it. Even when I'm like reaching out to you saying, Hey, I would love for you to share the knowledge that you have. It's never, it never even occurred to me. Let me throw another curveball at you. Let me paint a picture for you. Let me throw it to you. Okay. So think about the things that you do for your body. Okay. Think about the things that you, I'm going to, I'm going to use yoga for example. So I'm a runner. I need to stretch my muscles to maintain my ability to do my sport, to not get injured, to get better, to get stronger. Stretching is a part of that. So I decide I want to go to yoga. Okay. When I'm going to yoga, now I'm not just stretching, I'm actually making a practice of connecting to my body, stretching my body. And when you do yoga, you, you feel things, mm-hmm. right? You are becoming present with your body right now in this moment. So if I was to ask you your relationship with pleasure as it relates to your sexuality. You don't have to answer this question. I'm asking your audience. If I was to ask you your relationship to pleasure as it relates to self-pleasure and masturbation, I'm going to guess that a large majority of your listeners go, I just did. I I stopped breathing. (laughs) Right? Yes. Badasses. Registration for my 12-week women's coaching circle is now open. This is 12 weeks of absolute life transformation. Bring in your health goals, bring in whatever it is that you want to take and transform in your life. And we will work as a group in this 12 weeks. Uh, Members of the current 12-week program say it is life-changing. They have never been happier. They have never felt more confident. They are getting the things that they want to get done done and taking time for themselves without feeling guilty. So if you've been thinking, I should do this, I know what I need to do, but I just don't do it, you should be in the circle. So grab the link in the show notes, go ahead, read more about it, sign up. If you have more questions, you can get a Calendly link, uh, get on my schedule and we will have a call to see if it is right for you and learn exactly how you can join the 12 week circle and meet your goals and absolutely crush this next year. So I want you to imagine self-pleasure as yoga. 
So let's take that one step further. So when you think about self-pleasure, and I'm just, I'm going to speak a little bit. I hope that nobody is offended. I think that oftentimes people think about self-pleasure. They think about masturbation. They think about like just rubbing one out, right? I'm going to go real quick, you know, put the kids to bed. I've got, I'm ready to pass out. I'm just going to take five, 10 minutes by myself, get this done, move on, go to bed. I want to paint a picture for you though. Imagine that you have self-care Sunday and you decide that you're going to light a candle and you're going to go to your favorite room, maybe it's your bedroom, and you're going to put out this beautiful blanket that is fuzzy and soft. Maybe it's a heated blanket and you have your candle going. For me, I really like incense and I put on my favorite playlist. The room is warm. Maybe there's sunshine on your skin and you take the time to pleasure your body. And I don't mean just going straight to your vulva. I mean, take the time to touch your hair, take the time to touch your skin, take the time to notice the way different touch sensation, you, you know, maybe use your nails, whatever it is, just explore and be with your body and be present with what comes up just like you would in a yoga class. That is the gift that I want to give the world. (laughs) I want to give the world permission to start that exploration and see where it goes. (laughs) Yeah. What do you say then to people? Because most of the women who I work with, like part of what I do is help them create space in their lives. How does one go about creating this time and space? Like, how do you work with a woman on that? Because I know that the, I know that the first thing that's going to come up in their head is, yeah, that sounds great. But (laughs) so how do you do that? So I would say, obviously, it's going to be different for everyone. I'm going to talk to women who are maybe in a life similar to mine, because that is that is what I can speak to, you know, just kind of like off the cuff without getting to know the person better. But for me, um, I was resistant. Sometimes I am still resistant, right? I I want to take a moment to acknowledge that I'm not like, I'm not perfect here. And I, I still have things come up. I'm still working through things inside of my sexuality. It is an ongoing process. But I guess my first question to anyone who wants to put up the idea of a time barrier like physical time. Now, obviously, again, I want to recognize that not everybody has a, has a partner. There are a lot of people who don't. But for me, uh, if I said to my husband, hey, babe, do you think you could get the kids out of the house for 30 minutes? Because I've been feeling like really overwhelmed and I just want to take a half an hour to be with my body and to just like put lotion on my skin and just be with, my, be with myself. I'm really curious how many partners would say no to that? Like, just, I'm sure that maybe there are. So I like, again, I'm speaking very generally. I, I, I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of real barriers to this, but having that conversation with a partner and having that support of understanding as I am developing intimacy with myself that is like, you can only go as deep with a partner as you go with yourself, right? Well, that brings me to my next question then is how do you, cause I'm thinking, okay, so if I said this to my husband, <laughs> he would be mm-hmm. all up, like up my everything in my business. And I'm guessing one, a lot of other women feel the same way. And 
The other thing is they might not feel comfortable even bringing up that conversation. So in addition to, yes, finding the time to do it and the space to do it, how do you even bring up that to your partner? Like, what does that sound like? Oh, I think my first question to somebody who would say that to me of like, I don't feel comfortable telling my partner that I desire to connect with my body is why. Um, there are absolutely relationships and people that I have encountered where self-pleasure is sort of viewed as infidelity of sorts. And so like, that's something that, you know, I, I guess it's the why, yeah. right? So is this a conversation that doesn't exist inside of your partnership? I'd want to understand the why a little bit more, but I think my response to that is if you don't make changes, nothing changes. And if you desire to make shifts in this space in your life, sometimes it does require stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I would absolutely be able to provide, you know, like maybe some talking points or whatever that would look like around a specific situation. But I think that it's really, 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 really important to remind women that what you said earlier in our conversation, Alicia, was something along the lines of we, we were discussing pleasure being a byproduct of somebody else's pleasure and how that is giving your power away. So I want to bring it back to the idea of being inside of a relationship where you are expecting, hoping, seeking pleasure. And if we can't take responsibility for our own pleasure, no one else will. And if we don't start asking for it, no one's going to come banging on our door saying, hey, I'd, I'd really love to give you an orgasm today. <laughs> we need to take responsibility for our own pleasure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have like... I feel very flooded. So I, Christine and I were talking before this, I am a very vanilla, very vanilla. Like there's no sprinkles on my Sunday. I am just straight vanilla. Like with a spoon, I don't even have a cone. Like I just got a spoon and I got my vanilla dish. So this is, I, I'm, I'm having so many, like just moments of, wow, things that I've never even considered before. And also it's so similar to the things I work on with women because they have never considered going to yoga, taking care of their bodies, taking care of their health. Like this is another piece of that. And I, I really liked when I said, you know, like, how do you bring up this conversation? You said, what's holding you back from that? Like, what is that sort of barrier mm -hmm. inside yourself? Because that is going to be one of those, I, I call them like the, the flashing lights. Like there is something deep there that you tug at that. And that is going to give you, you know, so much more information, which probably gets down to that deep conditioning that you were talking about. Because yeah. even myself, as I'm sitting here listening, it's like, oh yeah, I feel that like barrier there. I don't know what it's, what it is, but I, I can, I, I can just feel it inside me as you're talking. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that it's really important to acknowledge that conditioning isn't going to just keep people away from pleasure and away from their sexuality. Conditioning can also, we, we also have people who are conditioned to believe that 
their sexuality is the only space that they can receive love, right? Like by being sexual, that is the only way that they can receive love. So I want to just take a moment to acknowledge that I'm not just talking to the people out there who are like, oh, I'm not having enough sex in my life. I would really love to be having more sex. I'm also talking to the people who are like, I really want to understand why it is that I do what I do. Gosh, my my cycle of relationships. I am just attracting men who treat me like garbage. And I want to understand more about that. I want to just acknowledge that there is a really big space at the table for the people that fall in this space as well. So it's not just people in a committed relationship that has space to be looking at their sexuality. Your sexuality is with you, whether you're partnered, whether you're single, whatever your orientation is, your sexuality is with you. Mm -hmm. And you said something earlier, I just wanted it, it came up again when you were talking about that. You were talking about your own sort of journey and how it's something that you're always it's kind of evolving. And this is another thing, just like any other sort of personal development or growth, there's no end. You have that door open and then it's like, okay, where do you want to explore? As you change as a woman and as life changes, I'm sure everything sort of changes with us. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. And even beyond just me changing, you know, I am in a committed partnership. I've been married for 16 years. And so I also want to acknowledge that alongside my sexuality growing and changing and evolving, I had my partner's, you know, his, his sexuality growing and changing and evolving. And not only that, but our strength as people and our ability to communicate with each other, all of those things have changed and evolved. And that absolutely changes the dynamic that exists between the two of us. So it's almost like I have this like little playground over here by myself, but then I get to come to this space with this person and we get to have our own playground where we like bring our shit together. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that you said playground because that's really important. Like the, just the idea of play sounds so much more inviting. Not that you used anything that didn't sound inviting, but there's the idea when you mm-hmm. said playground, I'm like, Oh, Yeah. Like that sounds really, yeah. It's like exploring and playground and like fun. And then having that sort of duality of, yeah, I have this one here with myself. And then I have this one and how you both sort of are evolving through that also. So how do you, you know, you said I'm evolving, he's evolving the communication Mm. piece. How do you work with that piece of it? Like, what's that like? Oh, did you see me have to take a big breath? (laughs) Let's go here. (laughs) So I, I actually really love talking about communication inside of relationships because I think that this is something that would be really easy for me to stand here and be like, oh, yes, me and my husband, you know, we've got it all figured out. We communicate great and we never get enragers. But let me tell you, that is not the case. And so it, it just... I want to acknowledge that as it relates to relationship, the biggest change inside of my husband and my relationship and communication has been getting to know our egos and our shadows and getting to a space where we can say, "Mm, is that me that's at the table right now? Like, is that me or is that you know, 12 year old me who didn't get picked at the playground that's showing up here and and is, is poking at you. And I guess I want to acknowledge that as our sexual connection has grown and changed and evolved and gotten deeper, that made our 
intimate connection, right? Our intimacy is growing deeper and deeper and deeper. And that has also, I would say, allowed both of us the space to get to know our own egos and get to know each other's egos and therefore not allow those two to come to the playground as often. And I say as often because they still come. (laughs) Well, and that was because they do still come. And that was, you mentioned something earlier too about I think it was when you were talking about the the kind of conditioning. And I think Brene Brown talks about fear and kind of an idea of it's in the backseat. Like it doesn't get to pick the radio station. It doesn't get to drive the car. These are the things that like, they're always with us, that, that part of us, it's like there, mm-hmm. but how, how much are they showing up? How much are you letting them like have a kind of a say in it? So yeah, yeah that's really <sighs> interesting. My husband and I are kind of doing some work like, well, we're not using that same language, but we've been worth working with a coach that's helping us kind of figure sure. out like who's coming to the table here and how to sort of recognize like, oh, I have triggered this person. This person is triggered and they're showing up as whatever version of themselves, but I'm not actually talking to my f- full grown adult human spouse here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I actually, if you don't mind, I want to take a moment to just celebrate that and to call out the fact that you and your husband are doing work together. So as I stepped into this work, people were like, do you really think that someone is going to want to come to you and work on their sexuality? And the deeper that I get into this work, I really realize that that is a piece of conditioning right there, that just because you're married, you should know how to you should know how to communicate. You should know how to navigate. You should, if you, if you fight too much, that means that there's something wrong with your relationship. Absolutely not. There's just a lot going on in life. And we get a coach for our sports. We get a coach for all of these things, but then we put the, the most important relationship in our life. We just say, we should just know how to do that. Same with our sexuality, right? It's like, you are told for me, I was told, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, wait until you're married, wait until you're married, wait until you're married, and then you're married, blow his mind. Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Just know how to do it. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, nobody knows anything, for one. I mean, my current soapbox is part of like I have kids that are going to start the college age and like school and education. I have well, one now in the private Catholic school and just the idea of what they're learning, quite frankly, they don't need any of that shit. <laughs> like they should be learning communication, how to have hard conversations, vulnerability, emotional, like, like all of the things that would actually serve them in, and I say this full well, knowing that mm-hmm. like I'm sending my child to this kind of education And also, we are not taught how to have these conversations. We are not taught how to think, think even in this way, to even put like this idea of, hey, I would really, I would really Mm -hmm. like to explore this. I'm going to take some time for myself and pour into myself in whatever capacity we're not ever, there's no permission given or there's no rule book. Or we're not taught. These conversations don't happen unless you go out and actually seek the conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You just hit like my biggest, my mission is to be in a, in a world where a woman can have a conversation. Like I could call up my girlfriend and I could be like, oh my gosh, can I tell you what happened last night? And like, can you just tell me I'm not crazy? And to not worry about how I'm going to be received on the other line. Now, obviously to all my friends out there listening, I, I do have a great network that I actually can call and make phone calls like that, but I want that for everybody, I think is my point. 
Yeah, to be able to spread that and have them be able to show up and voice whatever it is that's like, I mean, my husband will often say he he gets a little bit irritated with me because he talks nonstop and I don't ever talk at all. But I'm like, if I actually spoke all the things that were rolling through my mind, I think I would scare the shit out of you. Like the things I think about are wild, but to have the people that you can feel so comfortable and they can receive it also like, yes, your mission. I, I love mm-hmm. that because it is so, it's so freeing then too. I mean, even just having this conversation now, like sparks happen and you, you are given such permission and freedom to then go out and live like how you're living, like what you did, you were saying, like, I don't, I, there was nothing there. And you then started on a new path mm-hmm. and now are living this like on purpose and with passion and the excitement and energy that you have to share this mission and passion with women out there. That's what it's all about. Like, and then you give that to women and they go out and spread that. It just, it's beautiful. For anyone out there who studies energy or is like, you know, in tune with your, your chakra system, I just want to take a moment to call out the fact that our, our sacral chakra and our uterus, our womb space is creativity. And by tuning yourself away from your body, away from your sexuality, you are actually tuning yourself away from your own creative energy. So I just want to take a moment and say that to anyone out there. If you are feeling like, gosh, I'm feeling blocked. I'm feeling stuck. I want to create. I want to do. I want to, right? I want more. Turn to your body and just see what happens. That's like a whole other episode right there. I love that. That's a very empowering piece that you gave. All right. Obviously, we're talking to women, so I'm guessing we're going to spark some things here. But what are the first steps? Yeah, I think the first step is curiosity. I think the first step is acknowledging that there is space for something different. I think that, yeah, I think acknowledgement is really number one. Acknowledging yourself as a sexual being, acknowledging yourself as a person who, you know, has an entire system dedicated to your sexuality. Like you have a whole system inside of your body. Yes. Dedicated to sex. (laughs) So I just think that curiosity and acknowledgement is step one. Okay. So you said entire system and I'm thinking like it's made for, it's for making babies. Like literally that's what popped into my head and it is never, it's never been considered to me. I told you I'm vanilla and the conditioning and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you have a whole system. Yes. I have a really hard time. No matter, no, okay, God, whatever your belief is, I have a really hard time imagining evolutionarily or God, whatever, that women would have a button on their body with 8,000 nerve endings in it that can actually make your entire body light up if it was only there to create babies. Hell yeah. I mean, because when you say system, I think of like, we have all of these avenues for different systems of our body. And Mm -hmm. this one has so much, the door has been opened. Welcome in. (laughs) Like, it's nice here. I like this. Thank you. Yes, yes. Feeling feeling a little flushed? (laughs) Yes, my face has been red 
this entire time um we talked in the beginning this does make me uncomfortable like it like when there was the one point where i stopped breathing for a little bit if you look at our screen side by side i have a very red and flush face and hers is not at all (laughs) like but like these are the conversations i just think there's so much value and there's so much empowerment within our bodies that is not even it's not even touched. It's not tipped into, it's not considered it's dismissed. And it's like, you are giving such a gift to women and opening this door. Once you listen to this, you can't unthink, you can't unhear the things like this door is now forever opened. Yes. When you, when we talked about like a whole system, the other thing that I want to acknowledge is that in the space of trauma, people who are trauma informed know that trauma lives inside of your body. Right. And so when you talk about your sexuality being linked to pleasure, I think that we would be doing a huge disservice if we didn't also take a moment to acknowledge that this part of your body also holds wisdom and healing and that there are, I mean, we could start talking statistics. They're sad. They're not something I want to talk about, but all of those people who have trauma as it relates to their sexuality, they are carrying that inside of their body and it is affecting their physical body. And we know this through science because we know that traumas affect our physical body. So I do also want to acknowledge the fact that I'm, I'm not a trauma therapist. I, I always would take someone with who, who has, you know, deep trauma that they haven't learned how to resource themselves yet. I would always, you know, recommend having a, a, a trauma therapist, but there is just a huge population. It's not just about having the best orgasms you can. It's not just about having the most pleasure you can. It's also about freeing your body and making your body your own and taking the power and the ownership back because I'm like getting emotional talking about it, but because you have the power and like you have the power and only you can take it back. So I I want to acknowledge that it's not only pleasure and, you know, the sexy, juicy stuff that we need to talk about, but also the hard, dark, dirty stuff that the world maybe wants to pretend doesn't happen because we haven't figured out how to fix it yet. (laughs) It almost feels there's a good book for that. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten fully through it. It is a great resource, a great book. However, it is very, it is a heavy, hard book. So I have to like stack those ones. Mm -hmm. But listening to it almost feels like a You've got like the power and the sort of like, yes, but it also just feels like this, like a coming home, like a coming home to your body. Like it it feels like home. And I don't know that just came up of like, it's, it's coming home. And that truthfully is exactly what it is. It really is. And when you say coming home to your body, what comes up for me is the, it actually, like grief actually came up when you say, said that because I am somebody who I still struggle with shame as it relates to my vulva and how it looks and how it smells and, you know, all of the things, you know, that, that like, like I said, you know, the porn, the porn conditioning, you, you need to look a certain way you need to. And the apology that I have to say to myself for allowing that shame 
to disconnect me from my entire body. And then also taking a moment to have compassion for that part of me that wasn't able to stay there and um, have compassion for her because she was doing the best that she could, you know, with the conditioning that she had. So Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. Thank you. I'm grateful on behalf of myself. I'm grateful on behalf of all of the women who will be impacted, not even just now, but I, I just truly, I feel like generationally we are going to be, I have such hope for the generations that come after us because of conversations like this, because of the work that you're doing. So thank you on behalf of all of the women of the world for doing the work that you do. <laughs> thank you very much. I am honored to be able to do that. I am. I really am. Yeah, it is. I mean, it has to feel like such a one. I just love that you're living your passion. Like that is my goal for all women is that they get to do what they want to do. And like that sparkle, because you do like you all can't see her, but like there is a spark. You probably hear it. You can hear the sparkle. Like I love when I come across women that just have that sparkle because it is so contagious. Mm. Other women will pick up on that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am truly honored to have had the opportunity to speak to you and your audience about what it is that I do. And I really, really, really hope that even a little nugget could affect somebody in their journey and their relationship with themselves and their own sexuality. Yeah. Oh, it will. There is many nuggets that any, like we can go a lot of different directions today with all the nuggets that we're given. It's like an Easter egg hunt. So you can just Pick up whichever one and then off you go. (laughs) We will have a link to all your socials in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Christine and find out more about her work and what she does, uh, is there any last things that you would like to share before we sign off today? No, just honestly, accept and acknowledge everyone. Accept and acknowledge that that piece of you exists. You cannot run from her. You cannot run from her. No, run to her. Go (laughs) run in the direction to her or walk, tiptoe. I don't care what the hell you do, but go in that direction in whatever way you can. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Christine. Thank you very much. Spirit of a Badass is a Lit Path Studios podcast and is produced by Jamie Gale and Alicia Jacobson. Music by Shane Ivers. We'll be back with another inspiring interview. Until then, keep your spirits high and your energy badass.